0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Book of Colossians chapter 3. I will not preach long. I uh, made that statement this afternoon and my mom heard it. And uh, my mom was very quick to comment on that. And uh, I thought my, my own mother would say, Oh, Jeremy, you, just, you preach as long as you want. You know, mothers do that, don't they? Don't they usually encourage their children? How many of you, your mother encourages you? Let me see your hand. Praise God for mothers. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for my mother. At least I was thankful for my mother until this afternoon. I said I wouldn't preach long. And she said, Can we get that in writing, please? And uh, I know you you wouldn't guess that from my mom, but uh, every once in a while um, she'll uh, she'll surprise you. But uh, I will not keep you long tonight. But I'd like to share just a few thoughts from Colossians three. It's so good to have uh, Miss Teresa here from Connecticut, and then we've got uh, uh, Don and Jill, my sister and her husband, and their girls from California. And then um, it's so good to see Megan and uh, Bella are still here from. Uh, Texas, and hope you'll continue to pray for the family and for uh, Josh and uh, Morgan, and just pray for the the family for comfort and strength, and good to see uh, Don and Bonnie, our newest church members, got baptized and joined the church Sunday morning. We are so proud of them, and I'm looking around. If I've missed anybody, I'll spot you uh, while we're going, but I appreciate so much you being here, and I got to look a little bit during that song that we were singing, I got to look and see of uh, some people commenting online, things you're thankful for. And I thank you for, uh, for doing that. What a blessing. Colossians 3 in your Bibles, it says in verse number 10 that we have put on, if we're saved, if you know the Lord as Savior, it says you've put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but I'm planning to preach on this verse Sunday morning, Lord willing. But Christ is all and in all. Well, I'm fired up about that. Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, because of that, because Christ is all and he's in all, because you've been saved, because you got the new man, verse 12 says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any. This might be a good message to preach before you get together with your family for Thanksgiving. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. We'll come back to that word, perfectness. Verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye what's the word thankful be ye thankful verse 16 let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatsoever ye do do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God And the Father by Him. Lord, I pray you'd speak to our hearts and I pray that you'd challenge us, Lord, as we are just a a few days away from Thanksgiving. And Lord, uh, this time of year, I pray that we would uh, stop and pause and meditate and ponder all of your blessings. May we be thankful. And Lord, help us this evening to realize these truths that will help us to be thankful and help us to be a thankful and a grateful people. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The phrase found in verse number 15, and you could help me with this, but when the Bible says, be ye thankful, does that sound like a suggestion to you? Doesn't sound like it to me. It doesn't sound like it's optional. It doesn't sound like these are just some some, some tips to a better you and here's some ideas to maybe be a a better husband or a better wife or this might help you be a better employee or employer. That's a command. Be ye thankful. However, this is not a standalone command. As you can tell from the verses we read, there's some other things that God expects us to do. And the amazing thing about this passage is that all of these things, they fit together. Maybe you're here tonight and, and, and I won't ask you to raise your hand. I won't ask you to stand up and confess your sins. Um, we don't have time for that, especially if we started up here with the pastor, right? Uh, we all have a lot of sins we need to confess, but I'm not asking you to, you know, tell us your story, but I wonder tonight, maybe if you have difficulty being thankful, Maybe you feel like you're you're constantly complaining, or maybe you're constantly criticizing, or maybe you feel like your tendency is to focus on the negative, or your tendency is to be kind of depressed. Well, that's because I believe that we have not figured out that God's command to be thankful is not a standalone command, but it is a command that is grouped with other commands that as those commands are obeyed, it works together. Now, think about this. When we have on uh, Sunday morning, we have the choir singing. Choir sounds beautiful. Now, do we have people who sing solos? Yes. Do we have people that sing duets? Sure, trios, quartets, yes. But there are some things that, that they don't work with just one person, just one part. You need the entire package. You need the entire program. Now, I told you I was gonna talk about food, so I don't want anybody to be caught off guard and be, oh, I'm starving. No, I already told you, I already warned you, to helped to prepare you, okay? When we were growing up in uh, Rockford, Illinois, we would go, and my uh, sisters are here, they'll remember this, and my mom, but we would go to uh, Rockford to my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving. Joanna and I, we went there too, even after we were married, we went over there for Thanksgiving. Now, we loved as children, we loved going to grandma and grandpa's house for several reasons. One reason was my grandpa always had a refrigerator in the basement and he always had a refrigerator in the garage and those refrigerators were stocked with cans of soda. And it was almost like when we went to grandma and grandpa's, you could like just about drink all the soda you could get away with, you know, and and, and you'd be okay. And he had every soda known to man. And he'd buy it because he'd go to the grocery store and he'd have those buy one get ones or you know, this, uh, this uh, 24 pack was four ninety nine and limit two. So he'd go to each store and get his two. And he loved it, he'd stock up on the, the soda. There's one rule. He said, if you take it out, you gotta put some back in, right? to Make sure there's some that are ready for the next person. But well, we used to love, we used to drink the soda. But when we went to grandma and grandpa's house, that also meant it was a holiday. Usually, we would go every year for Thanksgiving and we'd go for Christmas Eve. Now, when we went for Thanksgiving with the Coburnat family, the Coburnat side, and my dad's uh, sister and her family, and my dad's brothers, as many of them as could come, we would go for Thanksgiving. And I know we didn't, I didn't grow up in the South and we didn't have all the, the trimmings and all the specialties, maybe, that you had. But we had every year for Thanksgiving, we had turkey. Now, I don't, I don't know if it's possible to have Thanksgiving without turkey. Maybe it is. Is there anyone in here that has tried it and you survived a, whole, a Thanksgiving without turkey? Is it possible? Okay, we've got one, okay? We've got only one. And Miss Kelly Pinello, she's somewhat normal, so we'll say that she survived. But you gotta have turkey. And, and, and are we on the same page? Okay, I mean, you gotta have turkey. Amen. But when we went to grandma's, it wasn't just turkey right? You got to have some other stuff. Um, I won't get into everything that we had, but I will tell you this. We would have turkey, and I don't know who it was in the family, but for some reason, it seemed like grandma always had ham, we always had a ham, and that was, and you say, well, which one did you choose, pastor? Duh, I chose both. I mean, you know, mama didn't raise no dummy, you know, I'll take some of both. Thank you. It's Thanksgiving, you know, We'd have turkey, we'd have ham, and we'd have the sides, you know, the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the stuffing and the cranberry sauce and all that. And then at grandma's house growing up, we had to have, you just, it was a requirement, you had to have pumpkin pie. Now, I know in the South, some people like the sweet potato pie. And again, if you put them both in front of me, I will choose to eat both. I will. I mean, I like them both, okay? But you got to have pumpkin pie and you got to have some Cool Whip and all. that was, that was heavenly. That was the way to kind of wrap it up. We had something else. We had every year my Aunt Susan. Um, she was from the Philippines and she made, uh, I, we always called them egg rolls, but the, the proper name is lumpia. Amen. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Nathan. Miss Grace's mom and dad, when they come, they always make some lumpia, and I'm telling you, it is out of this world. It's incredible. Matter of fact, when we moved here, uh, Miss Regina, Sarah she made us some. And I'm telling you, I thought glory to brother, brother, Bobby, when when I eat the lumpia, it's like that word comes to mind, glory, you know, it's about like you say it, but we always had egg rolls and it was amazing because they would, they had to drive a little further. So they'd usually get there late. So usually we'd kind of already started, but you always knew you had those egg rolls to snack on after the meal. And after the pie and all that, they were delicious. But then at the Cobernat home uh, for Thanksgiving, the guys, we would always try our very best to find a basketball court. And we would always pray that the weather in Illinois at Thanksgiving would be decent, that we could play. Ba- that was just a must. The guys had to go out and play basketball somewhere. And then we'd all come back. And the Coburnats were almost all Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah. So let me just put it this way, okay? Thanksgiving always started off way up here. We were so excited about the food and the turkey and the ham and the the dressing and the pumpkin pie and the egg rolls and the basketball. And by the time we started watching the Cowboys, it was depressing. I mean, even when they should have won. Bro, Chuck, even when they should have won, I know you don't like to admit it, but they did have some good teams back in the day, but even when they should have won, it seemed like they found a way to lose on Thanksgiving Day. But that was all a part of it. You say, well, well, well what, was, what was your favorite part? Well, I don't know. I mean, it was all good. It was all together. That was what Thanksgiving was for us. And you see, I think sometimes when it comes to Thanksgiving, I think we try to just take Thank- thankfulness and thanksgiving out and say, why am I struggling with being thankful when in reality it's because we're trying to make that a standalone and say, well, I'm, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, but I'm going to be thankful. You can try that, but it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be difficult if it doesn't all work together. I want you to notice quickly some things that go along with Thanksgiving. Some things that accompany being thankful. Number one, it's found in verse number 12. I'll give you the word, it's the word purity. See, verse 12 says that we are to put on, we are to, to clothe ourselves because we are holy and we are beloved. Aren't you glad that God loves us? I'm thankful for that. He loves us and we're to put on the bowels of mercy, We're supposed to have kindness and humbleness and meekness and long-suffering. God wants his children to be pure. He wants his children to be holy. And if we are not holy, it's going to be very difficult to be thankful. You know why? Because sin irritates And sin convicts. And when there's sin in our lives that's not been confessed or there's sin in our lives that we have not gotten right, it's gonna be hard to to be out sinning and then to turn around and say, thank you, Lord, for all the good things you've done for me. You You see what I'm saying? Number one, you gotta have purity. Number two, there must be patience. Now this is not easy. Verse 13, it says, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't mind waiting if it's not very long. You know know what I mean? I'm really good at patience when things happen quickly. You understand what I'm saying there? That's really not patience, is it? But what happens when you have to wait for something or what happens when somebody is treating you in a way that, they are bothering you, they are irritating you, they are upsetting you, and all of a sudden you find out if you truly have patience or not. The Bible says forbearing, that's the idea of literally uh, when someone is hurting or harming you, you are still able to act in a Christ-like manner. Easier said than done, Amen. But patience, we must have patience. Verse number 13, it says, and forgiving. And if any man have a quarrel, God says this, forgive them. You say, but they don't deserve it. Yeah, neither did you and neither did me, but God forgave us. So number one, we, we must have purity. Accompanying thanksgiving is purity. Number two is patience. Number three, I'll give you the word passion. It says in verse number 14, above all these things put on what's the word charity that's the word love and love is so important for the christian how can we be thankful if we don't have the love of god how can we be thankful if we do not have a love for one another you see it's we're ready to strangle somebody it's hard to turn around and say lord thank you so much for that person that i'm ready to strangle uh, Lord, thank you so much for all the good things you've done in my life, although there's a lot of people that are really bothering me and making me really upset, right? You see, we, we, have, we have trouble with thanksgiving because we've got other areas that we need to make sure we get right with God so we can be thankful. Our, pa- our passion, our charity, our love for one another. And then it says this, which is the bond of perfectness. Now, this is the word right here. You, you cannot miss this perfectness does not mean that you do not have sin it does not mean that you are perfect and you don't make mistakes perfectness means that you are complete you are everything that god expects and everything that god wants and again it's the idea of putting it all together you say well i filled out my thanksgiving list i'm right with god well that's part of it being a thankful person That's part of pleasing God is coming before him with thanksgiving. But what about purity? What about patience? What about passion? What about having those things? Number four is the word peace. Verse 15 says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That word rule, it means to control or to govern. Let the peace of God take control of your life. You see, We let circumstances control us many times. We let bank accounts control us. We let our health control us. We let our education control us. We let our hobbies control us. We let people control us. You can't do that. You're gonna be miserable. You're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be frustrated. You've gotta let the peace of God take control in your life. Let it rule. Let it govern over you. Verse number 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body. We should operate in unity and we should operate together and be ye thankful. Number five, what accompanies thanksgiving? What helps us to be a thankful people? Number five, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You know, we would be more thankful if we'd spend more time in God's book than we spent on Facebook. We would be more thankful if we spent more time in this book than we did in the the fictional or the the, the blogs or the newspaper uh, or the radio or the television. You see, Christians do not have peace because they do not get in the book. And let the book get in them that's how we become thankful when we let the word of Christ dwell in us richly that's the precepts that's the word of God that's the principles that God has given us from his word that enable us to be able to say thank you Lord thank you for your word thank you for your promises thank you for your goodness thank you for giving me direction thank you for showing me how to live in this world and that's how we can become thankful number six It's found in verse number 16 also. It says that we are to teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, I want to remind us tonight that when we have singing, when we had Brother uh, Mike up here singing and we had the Bibies up here singing, they encouraged us, Uh, they they helped us, They, they blessed us. But did you know that music is more than just blessing and encouragement? Music is teaching. Music is instructing. It's reminding us of what we're supposed to do. It's reminding us that we're supposed to be thankful. It's reminding us of the fact that God loves us. It's reminding us of the fact that we have been so blessed. And God's word instructs us here that we teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Number six is praise. You know, when when there's a lot of praise coming from our mouth, when there's a lot of praise coming from our heart, that's how we can become a thankful person when praise becomes a second nature. Rather than complaining, we say, thank you, Lord. Rather than focusing on the negative, we say, Lord, thank you, it wasn't worse. Thank you for what you spared me from. Thank you for your goodness in this area. Thank you for how you took care of this situation. And we thank God and we praise God, verse number 16, through singing. And then verse number 17, this really sums it up pretty good. And it says, and whatsoever ye do, well, whatever it is you're doing, no matter what it is, You do it in word or deed, do all, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So everything you do and everything you say and everything I do and everything I say, we ought to be able to say, I did this because I know that's what Jesus would have done. Hmm. That might limit some of our activities. That might limit some of our conversations when we say, okay, I'm doing this because I'm doing it in the name of the Lord. I know this is what God would want me to do. We might have to change some things. We might have to adjust some things because everything we say or do ought to be something we could put Jesus' name on. Everything we do, we ought to be able to say it. We know this is what is pleasing to Jesus. Verse number 17 Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then here it is again, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Number seven is our purpose. You see, we realize that everything we say and everything we do, the purpose remains the same. And the purpose is to bring glory to God. That's why we're here. You say, well, yeah, we know, Pastor, that's a good thing to do on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah good thing to do the day after Thanksgiving too. It's a good thing to do the day after that and the day after that. It's a good thing to do every day to say that our purpose and our reason for existence is to bring honor and glory to God. And our purpose is to thank God for everything that he has done for us. I go back to grandma and grandpa's house. We didn't show up on Thanksgiving and grab a can of soda and say, we're good. It's all we need. Y'all have a great time. We didn't go to grandma and grandpa's house and just get a piece of turkey. And that's all we put on the plate. Said, nope, nope, just that's it. Just turkey. It's all we want. We didn't go to grandma and grandpa's house and just get a piece of pie. We didn't go to grandma and grandpa's house and just get a few of the uh, uh, egg rolls, the lumpia. Although there's a few times I was tempted to get those and run, you know, before everybody else got them. We didn't go to Grandma and Grandpa's for Thanksgiving dinner and say, no, thanks, we don't want Thanksgiving. We're just going to go play basketball. We certainly didn't go to Grandma and Grandpa's house and smell all the food and watch everybody else eat while we sat on the couch watching the Cowboys play. We definitely didn't do that. But I'll tell you what we did do. We enjoyed the entire package. We put it all together. And this Thanksgiving, I want to encourage us, yeah, let's be thankful. Please don't, don't be ungrateful of all times at Thanksgiving. But let's also ask God to help us to be pure. Let's ask God to help us to be patient. Let's ask God to help us with our passion. Let's pray that God will give us peace and let's, let's rest on the promises of God and let's praise God and let's remember our purpose.